Hello and welcome to the Serpent Temple podcast. I'm here today with Floyd, Yellow. myself, and Katie from Pupil Slicer. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's a pleasure. Please um, imbue your spirit into the psych cards that we're going to be using today to reveal more of your psyche and musical taste. So feel free to have a little shuffle. Um, the idea is while you shuffle the cards, they're going to take on who you are and they'll arrange themselves into uh, whatever it is that, well, into basically we're going to do a formation with the cards. So we're going to do a simple nine card square. It's a square. Um, I forgot my polygons there. So it's going to be a square. We'll do a diamond if we have time. So basically everything on this row is going to be more immediate. So this is going to be like... You're the Inquirer, the center card is where you're at right now. Everything to this side, which is going to be, for the people listening, oh my god, left and right, it's going to be to the left of the Inquirer, is going to be like immediately in your past. Everything to the right is going to be immediately in your future. Down here is going to be stuff informing you, stuff that's happened in the past, things that inform how you feel right now, what, where you're going. Everything here is going to be your future. And if we do the diamond, the top and bottom is going to be like your, your, your driving force, everything that pushes you forward, and your end force, what you're going towards, your ultimate goal. Okay. I'm yeah. not going to remember any of that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably go over it at the end and we'll be able to tie yeah. everything together and you'll be like, holy crap, all these crazy patterns, what's going on? So I'm going to put my hand on the areas where you can put the cards if you're ready to. Okay. If you feel like you've imbued them. Um, so put one card on top of the Inkara and put them face down. We don't want to see yeah. what they are yet. So feel free to I put place one there. this card in the fence. It Face is down. done. <laughs> <laughs> we can put and one here. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Feel free to tap any as you go. <laughs> put one here. So wait for the day you either bring some magic or Pokemon cards by mistake. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I'll bring my Odrazi deck next time. You pulled the magic up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most powerful side card. <laughs> Feel free to put one here. Yeah. And one over there. And then down here. That's the chair if you're hearing any weird squeaks and uh, creaks. So they don't pick up. I'm just gonna make it sound like I've done a horrific fart like then. I'm secure it. enough with my identity that I'm happy for some people to feel that I'm actually secretly very flatulent. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> you put that on your gravestone. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll just have to have a really big one. And um, my turn now. <laughs> This is my favourite psychard medium reading so far. Okay. <laughs> well, um, before we turn over the first card, for yeah. those who have been living under rocks recently, would you mind describing your music and how you, how you, how you are? Is that's not a word? What? It's <laughs> not a word. <laughs> sentence. That's not a sentence. Please. Feel free to, for those who have been living under rocks, um, describe your music and how you put it out into the world and what's been happening. Your debut album, Mirrors, came out recently and it's been doing bloody well, deservedly yeah. so. It's like, uh, mathcore, I, people say death metal and I'm not sure, but I, I put it in our description anyway because people say it. Uh, grindcore, just very angry. 
but then also some nice bits in there. So there's a bit of post-black metal sprinkled in with everything else. So I guess like Converged, Dimmage Escape Plan, Death Heaven and Pig Destroyer all in a blender and then certain songs have other things in the blender like a bit of Employed Serve here, a bit of Cannibal Corpse here. Uh, can't remember who else I've stolen riffs from. <laughs> there's lots of stolen riffs, but I think there's a, a, so many of them at once, you can't tell what the individual flavours are that make the whole thing. Well, you, you probably can, but it's its own thing, I think, is what the general feedback's been. It's been pretty crazy. Like We've been on like seven trillion podcasts in like, I went to Tesco's with the others uh, the other week and uh, I like first practice for ages and um, I like, picked up Metal Hammer in there and I'm like we're in this and then we took a picture in Tesco's <laughs> with the magazine we picked up in Tesco's um, so that was fun um, yeah yeah and we've been like on Radio 1 in the, which is like the UK's I don't know if this podcast has many international listeners but that's like a big radio station in the UK um, and yeah it's, it's been pretty crazy and I'm like this is just what I write at home in pyjamas and like have fun doing it. It's weird that people care this much. We didn't expect to get signed or... Well, we, we thought we'd have like a little DIY label, do like some CDs or something. Uh, but no, we got like this first pressing with a thousand records sold out like pretty much by the time the album came out. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty crazy. How's that been for you, like, personally? Do you feel a lot of pressure? Because you must have gone from, like, having a certain level of expectations and now you're going on, like, European tours and you've got all these insane festival offers coming in. Well, none of that's announced yet. <laughs> but we, we, uh, we're, we're really hoping to play a European tour next year and uh, play lots of festivals. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that would be very cool. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> we can no, cut that episode, sorry. Uh, I did not realise that hadn't been announced. Oh, we didn't say who we're touring with or anything. Yeah. 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 So, like, it's, we will be touring Europe next year. I don't think that's, like, something to be like, oh, that's the cow out the bag. Like, we'll Seven be touring. Temple exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there's more pressure. It's more pressure for the live shows in terms of, like, feedback with the music and stuff uh i don't know it's just it means more people it means i can like write dumb shit on our twitter and like people <laughs> actually like respond to it and click like instead of just turning it into the void um it makes you know it's all that social media fulfillment <laughs> uh which isn't good but you know, it, it's weird. It, it makes like networking with other bands easy. I like just ch end up chatting to people. Like you talked to Black Sheep Wall before. I've talked to them on Twitter a couple times just from like chatting back and forth. I chat like Genghis Tron were talking to us the other day, and our, because we're like the top selling math core things at the moment. It's like us, Genghis Tron, for your health and. I can't remember what the fourth one was, maybe Black Sheep War or something. But yeah, I, I posted that and then Genghis Troll was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, I really like you. And like, <laughs> yeah, we heard your album, it's cool. And I'm like, cool, I'm talking to Genghis Tron now. Uh, um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy how like, everyone sort of knows everyone. 
getting to be part of that. Although I still feel like, I still get upset when I see memes like making fun of local bands and stuff because I still see us as a local band and uh, and all these things being like, no one wants to hear your local band pay for this. <laughs> whatever, no. and I'm, but I'm just like, I feel like that's directed at me. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, I think. But yeah, I'm just going to keep making music the same. Like, me and Josh have a good thing going back and forth with the music and we're trying to get Luke more involved in future with writing um, his own bass parts because it was more sort of just embellishing it a bit on the first album where I'd written a lot of it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I saw that you were working on demos already. Yeah, we've demoed a couple. I have well, I've demoed like one track for the second. <laughs> I've, well, I've demoed multiple tracks for the second album, but then gone back and changed the songs after, so then I need to go and demo them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sort of defeats the point of making a demo to be like, oh, and then not showing it to anyone because I'm like, I want to change the song now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get the demos done by the end of the year for the second album and then send them to Ped, our producer, and he'll give us, uh, he's in Frontier and Sections, which are really cool bands. Um, and then he's going to give us all the feedback on the stuff and then from there hopefully we'll track next year and then do a second album like 2023, it's the general plan. But um, yeah, I sent I sent one that was fully demoed to Ped and he was, I was like, what do you think, what should we change? And he was like, nothing is your best song yet. And I'm like, you don't think we've gone soft? Because there's like a bit more 4-4 in this. And, <laughs> and, and he was just like, no, it's like way better structured and like written and like every section's engaging. Because that's the thing. I I go back and listen to Mirrors and I, I do really like it, but there are like occasional like two bars or something where I'll be like, mm, I could have done something more interesting there and stuff. And so I'm trying not to like rush anything to, because a lot of the songs were like, this is good enough to play it live. And then we just left it as it was from playing it live and didn't refine it more past it. I know people, th- I know a lot of people like how raw our music is and stuff, but it is, it's not as like uh, caveman stuff as you think. Like there is a lot of, hours of uh going into everything like it sounds like sort of throwing instruments at a wall but like the one bass note is auto-tuned a semitone up on the album because i didn't (laughs) like it and that's that's how precise i was like josh would record a fill and i'd be like that was perfect but can you swap the like tom to the other tom uh and do it again because it just isn't sounding so i I was kind of cold control free with uh, the album. Uh, I didn't want to put the title track on the album because I don't think the pinch on one is good enough on it. No one has picked up on that. No one cares. But for me, I'm like, it's not good enough. So I'm going to try and avoid that in the second album and make sure everything's fully demoed. Because um, some of the stuff, like, uh, there were a couple drum parts, Josh, uh, that Josh was like, oh, I'll figure that bit out in the studio, which was. Bad. We both thought <laughs> it was a bad idea because then I'm trying to explain it. I can't explain it while Josh is getting angry with me and uh, everyone's unhappy. Uh, but we're going to try. Uh, we Luckily, we recorded with um, Mike Mallion, who's from Monuments, the drummer in Monuments. And uh, he was like a translation barrier between me and Josh. I'd tell him what I wanted Josh to do. And then he and drum speak would tell <laughs> Josh like, how to facilitate this. But yeah, we're going to try and be a lot more prepared. I mean, it took us like 
a year to record this album because we did the drums in like February 2019 uh, and then guitars in like July, bass in like August, vocals in like September. I thought it would only take like three vocal sessions. I could only do like one song before my voice went because I don't know how to do vocals properly. So I ended up uh, taking like three months to do the vocals going in every weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it all came out well in the end. But we're going to try and be a lot more prepared on the next one. But don't worry, we're still going to be like very angry and loud. We'll just try and be try and be better than what we are. A, a lot of people say like, oh, it's like calculating infinity by doing your escape plan. And then the direction it sounds like we're going is Miss Machine. But then like, as much as I'm like, oh, that's crazy to be compared to that, that is sort of <laughs> the direction. <laughs> a little bit more poppy, but still preserving the more, uh, crazy. there's a lot more clean vocals on the second album uh, so far. Uh, like, uh, what uh, one of the others heard the, the chorus on one of the new songs in MIDI and was like, sounds like the new Bring Me The Horizon stuff. And I'm like, cool, that, I love that album. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much our fans are going to like it, but, you know, I, I hope they will. Like, I know a lot of people like the same. I think it's sort of, we've sort of gotten past the point in music where you're only allowed to like one sort yeah. of thing. It used to be like, oh, you can only like the pure, like, um, basement grind, and if they do anything outside of that, it's not real music. Whereas we've, like, I think there's always like the scene of, um, it's getting better with, you know, you can put a nicer song on there, like, and con like bands like Converge and Code Orange and Dillinger Escape and have never been bands that, and they're our biggest influences, those are bands that don't just do the same thing on every album, on every song, you end up like having a seven minute post metal track at the end of your album of hardcore bangers and everyone loves it, and like Dillinger, so they put like Nine Inch Nails instrumental, electronic tunes on there and it's amazing so yeah we're, we're trying to approach music with like just writing whatever we think sounds cool um, I was just, there's been no back and forth since this started it's just me just <laughs> it's good that's why we invited you we want to hear what you've got to say it's cool <laughs> it's just crazy that you mentioned uh, Dinger Escape Plan because like Miss Machine like that was the first album Greg was on yeah like, yeah and like the song Unretrified, like it's that was on like a, 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 a wrestling game. And, so and when the title <laughs> Dillinger Escape Plan came up, because I yeah. like, because I know Dillinger from Calculating Infinity, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, but it's so cool. And it's yeah, like, it's you, you're absolutely cool. right. Like, they've always been a band that's yeah. not been scared to diversify. Same yeah. five to Sleeping Giants is a banger as well. On yeah. the same album. That, that album's just got some. But then it's also got like, some of their weirdest songs, like Perfect Design. It's still sort of too weird for me. I'm just like, this, is, <laughs> this sounds like guitars playing at different tempos in different keys. I don't get <laughs> <laughs> um, So they, they, you know. That's a good album, and I think that all of their albums have been good. That Mike Patton EP was so good as well. Oh, that was mad, yeah. Uh, was... Yeah. What collaboration? Do you want to turn over the first card? Okay, it's the middle one. The middle one, yes. Let's give it some energy. Hell yeah. The line. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, I hate Tom Birch. I hate Tom Birch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. The new album is entirely pop. We're not doing any metal. <laughs> it's going to be like uh, K-pop uh, yeah. extravaganza. Right. K-pop. 
K-pop. K-pop. K-pop. Oh my god. There we go. <laughs> so I'm going to read the entry for the liar. Okay. It's a 29th card. Don't worry. This is kind of a performance card. I think a lot of musicians yeah. tend to pull this. So you're good. Don't worry. The jester comes forward onto the stage, balancing on one foot, and his expression can appear sly. A dropped purse lies at his feet whilst he holds aloft his replica and a mask. The card stands for deception and the possibility you are being deceived or deceiving yourself. It symbolizes falsity, disguise, cheating, malice, and those occasions when one has to wear a mask to the world for whatever reason. It's interesting. I guess I guess I could see that fitting in with like music stuff. I think in the music it comes across like I don't know, I feel like I come across more more confident than I am and then in real life I'm like quite timid and <laughs> shy with everything and like yeah, um you know, uh anxiety and depression and all those things are like things that you don't put on stage because well I've it, it's it's weird like I seem to switch into like a band cape mode and I'm like yeah now I can function and do this thing and I've never sort of had stage anxiety whatever um much and I mean we've only played to like 50 people uh <laughs> I, I guess, I guess the, the most I had was when we opened for Frontera um and like there were people from like uh, I think like Tesseract and employed to serve in the audience, and we were like, this is weird. This like, and we were just playing our little tunes, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just did like a shot, and then went and played. But um, I stopped drinking uh, at gigs because the music's now too technical to do that <laughs> and play and sing at the same time. Um, but yeah, I feel like there is an edit. There's it's definitely. You know, you got to perform more confidently, and I quite like that. It's just sort of, you get a chance to be someone else on stage for a bit, but then, like, yeah, I think I'm a lot more appropriate. I always worry that people will get scared, because I know I've seen bands where I'm, like, scared to talk to the singer, because I'm like, they were really scary when they were playing. <laughs> uh, and then you talk to them, and they're, like, the nicest person ever, and they're, like, really quiet and whatever. And I think, yeah, so when it, I, I do sort of... It's, it's become a joke with the bandmates that like they always make like do impressions of like we will play songs be really loud and angry and then I'm always like hi thanks for coming at <laughs> <laughs> the back this one's called save the dream kill your friends and then we're just like, <laughs> we go really hard um, are you gonna talk when you're like between songs is that or have you thought about like not doing that to preserve that sense of the stage. Uh, I like doing it because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when bands have like yeah, we I saw like Saint Vitus, and I think like one of the guys in band was like, "Hi, we got a we got a thing on Netflix. And you can come and watch it on Netflix." And then you start playing like Saint Vitus songs. I just weren't expecting that at all. It was really funny. I love stuff like that. It does make them well, seem more human. Yeah, as well. it's more human. I don't. I think there are bands that like. Uh, I don't think. Code Orange, ever a band you'd ever see like talking. <laughs> they do do talking between songs, but that's all entirely in character. But then they're still really nice when you see them out of the character of being like, Philly Hardcore, let's fucking go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas, yeah, I'm not staying. Like, it could just scream the titles of songs or something. But yeah. No, some, I like it, it's fun. I, I like it when you're at a death metal show and they, they say the name of the song, but you don't know what yeah. they're saying. I so love this one clip of Black Dahlia Murder where he's like, Death Mask, Divine! 
<laughs> we go into it. It's so good. It's such a banger. But like they, they, they put there's so much theatrics in there. But it's great. But then like Trevor's such a cool guy. He's 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 said he likes us once. Awesome. So. That is cool. Yeah. That guy is like a sage when it comes to like extreme yeah. music as well. He does that column for Metal Injection, like the obituarist, and it just he's always like digging up the coolest, most obscure like yeah. extreme metal. We've had him, and then we've had Blake from Pig Destroyer reviewing us for like Decibel. So I'm like, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, he was waxing lyrical about how awesome you guys are on the um, Damnation podcast. Yeah, I'm like, that's, I love I love Pig Destroyer. They're like half of the riffs on the album are me going, I want to do a riff like this Pig Destroyer, and then <laughs> I do and I think that comes across. But um, yeah. I feel like that's going to be the first festival that probably is okay to go through. I mean, I find it so weird that Download's been announced, like this new Download 10,000 people in a field in like three weeks. And I'm like, are you sure about that, mate? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't see We're still at like 4,000 new cases a day and like deaths are still in the double digits. I don't think now is the time. And they don't even have to be vaccinated to go. It's just like... Really? It's... You get tested if you have it before, but you can have a test before and then not have, have not developed like it to come up on test yet if you got it recently. Oh so, god! Yeah, it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a disaster, but I hope not. I hope people enjoy it. The lineup's so sick though. It's got like yeah. Yeah. I've not seen the download lineup actually. This is. There's got a lot of bands. I can't remember. I think like Harriet and Lowe pull that shit up. The download pilot thing. I think it's called. Um, Harriet, really cool. Have you heard Harriet? I've not. They're, they've just started putting out stuff, and they're uh, Deb, who I'm friends with. She used to be in Dead Hands, and um, they're just like HM2, super heavy, and like nail sort of stuff. Nice. But uh, they're doing their own thing with it. It's like nails, but with a bit of electronics and stuff, and a bit more progressive, and they're, they're really cool. We will check them out. Yeah. Yeah. How do you spell it? Is it H E R R I E T? H E R I O T. Ah. Ah. I think that word means something. I looked it up once, but I can't remember. It sounds That's like, like chariot with the C off of it. Yeah. Yeah? yeah? No, like with an E in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sherio. A nice, nice succulent glass of Sherio. Um, it's like Cheerio wine. Cheerios. <laughs> Cheerios. <laughs> the Nouveau Riche will be drinking that this summer when they have their Dogecoin money. <laughs> Do you want to tell I'm me? Not, I don't have any Dogecoin holdings. I, you know what? I almost bought some as a joke like 10 years ago. And it would have been worth it I would have been so rich. Yeah. God damn it. These cards would be made Which of gold. Like, this one? Yeah. <laughs> Friendship <laughs> inverted. Oh, they've got ways up, haven't they? Yes, I mean, it could be that the deck is upside down and the liar's inverted, but we won't know until the other cards then. So I'm going to read Friendship for you. It's number 11. Again, a very musician-y card. Um, You are are indeed making lots of new friends at the moment um, with all these badass bands. That's good. So I'll I'll read the description. Um, It's a bunch of people sitting at a table. That's not in the description, I'm just describing the card. That, that's the yeah. full description of the card. That's it, yeah. done. Bunch of, bunch of people at the table. <laughs> wow, that's so real. I know, right? I sat at a 
table before. I'm seeing a one right now. Tables? <laughs> anyway, I like how this is like low-key communist because it's like three comrades are seen drinking in a tavern with a hint of a fourth about to join them. Wines, <laughs> shirios, and spirits in barrels in the background and an exotic bird. The atmosphere is cheerful and the beer is flowing. This card shows that aspect of life that centres around friends, comradeship and sociability. It stands for parties and togetherness. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a band. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so real. Done. Um, Yeah, I mean, friends, I don't have a lot of friends outside the band, really. I have a a lot of online friends. Um, Never had a lot of friends growing up stuff, but uh, yeah, I've got my bandmates then I've got like my ex-bandmate He's good friends, and then I've got a couple of people I've met at gigs, which are good friends. But yeah, it's all sort of tied to music. I don't think I'd have any friends without <laughs> the music scene uh, being there. So it's been it's been good. It's good having like that interaction there. Um, yeah, friends are cool. They are, aren't they? Yeah, you're my friends now. Oh, <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> You know, I've always had a similar thing. I've always found it really hard to make friends. Um, I've always been, like, super obsessive about stuff. So when I was growing up, I was like, hey, do you like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon? And they'd be like, what? And that would be it. Like, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do now. So I'm just going to go find someone who likes those things. I know what to say. But, like, um, yeah, I I get that with music. It helps with music. Then you've got something to talk about. Yeah. I've made a friend. I remember made a friend of... Second time I saw Death Heaven, I think, I was just like, oh, have you seen them before? I used to go to gigs a lot on my own before I knew anyone. So I'd go to gigs and then I'd just say to the person next to me, I'd be like, oh, have you seen this band before? And then talk about the band and then start... Com- and that's the only place I've, like, managed to start a conversation with someone. <laughs> that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, when we played with Old Blood, we, we were sitting, uh, like, our whole band in one on one table, mm. and the guitarist of Old Blood walked over to our table, and we'd never met him or heard of them before, and he went, I heard you guys play Warhammer. <laughs> I didn't like, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first thing Jerry said to us, and I just love those guys. They're so lovely. Well, like, yeah, that's, that's really... I mean, I would go to gigs and hope someone would talk to me, but a lot of time people didn't, because I think I look kind of, like, intimidating, even though I'm fucking shitting myself whenever I because I'd always go alone too because I didn't have that many friends um but yeah like through doing that I've made loads of friends and I'm so happy that like you can just talk to any person who likes metal and there's always going to be something you can talk about yeah and that's like that's just beautiful I like that (laughs) yeah Yeah. I think my thing always was I think people always thought I was like a plant at gigs I grew up in like southeast London and no one everybody was into like dubstep and like uh, grime and stuff mm. so like I'd go to a gig with grey tracksuits and I think people would be thinking this guy's probably like a knock looking to see if anyone's smoking a spliff or something <laughs> but yeah no I, I think this I used to love going to gigs alone though because I think it's just something so because like when you grow when you grow when you go with a group of people like it's sometimes harder to immerse yourself in the music and I like like, going there for the sole purpose of just experiencing the music. There is a day I found, I used to um, try and talk to bands a lot when I went to gigs. Um, I'd just like try and talk to them after the set and you can't really do that with a group and you're like with friends. So I think I made a lot of, I think that's how I'd like got to know uh, people from employed to serve. It was just like going on my own to their gigs and everything like that was sick and then just chatting. I used to chat to Sammy a lot and then Ped from 
I, I made friends with Ped by it was like I, I'm like we're like friends with Ped from Frontier and Section who produced our music. But it's so funny because I feel like I've tricked him into being friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really like Frontier. I bought like a whammy pedal because I liked Frontier, and then their first London gig was coming. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be so sick. So I went to that, and then that gig, I was like asking him about all his tech, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and we've got this project. And maybe one day when we've got an album coming, we might want to like do it with you and. Uh, and stuff and then eventually got like we sort of kept in touch at the next gig I think um, I did an interview with him for Math or Index so I used that to be like oh let's catch up and then have a thing and then we did the album and now like we sort of just like text each other about stuff going on and like he like just messages and says oh just checking in how you doing uh, how's stuff coming along and just to chat and stuff and I'm like I can't believe he's uh, been tricked into being friends I've, it's because I really liked his band and talked to him a lot and now he's friends with me and I feel like I've tricked him <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's how you make friends you talk to people a lot <laughs> even if, if they're like someone you look up to so. yeah yeah. yeah. well I, I think it's always going to be two way street they obviously want to be friends yeah. with you too right but I, it is sometimes like sometimes I, I think some a lot of people have like an oh, imposter another thing I was in, yeah, imposter syndrome, so I attached to that. Another way we uh, cheated it is that the second time they played London, they did a poll on the Facebook page for the event saying who should we get to open for it. And we got all our friends who weren't going to come to the gig to vote for us. (laughs) (laughs) 40 votes for us. Nice. And then like 10 for announced, which would actually be a good fit, whereas we were like kind of shit then. Uh, But they got us to play, and we only brought like three people. I love that. Faked our way onto the show because we really wanted to play with them. It's worth it though for like you guys alone. You must have had such a blast. That's that's sick. I like that. Well, I mean, that was what was coming before now, like immediately before. And I mean, all those things have come together to work really well for you for this album. Um, So, should we find out what's coming immediately after? What's the future? The scales. We, I still don't know which way around this deck is. I don't know if it's inverted or not. So that's interesting. Um, Wasn't it based on what this one was? That one's the other. That one's that way up. The one under. The maybe it is. I, I think it depends mostly on which way round yeah. the cards are on that. So <laughs> <laughs> chaos. <laughs> chaos reigns. <laughs> the cards have been inverted once more. Have they been reverted? I don't know. <laughs> now we'll just have to guess. Chaos reigns. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the 24th card. Um, a pair of scales with fruit hanging from an ancient twisted fruit tree. The symbol stands for justice, moderation, prudence, and a sense of balance in our affairs. It represents common sense and a harmony with the world of nature. So I'm going to have common sense in future. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe good. you won't. <laughs> or, or maybe, but uh, I'd like to think so. I mean, we're going to prepare more for our second album, so... Uh, yeah. It's like balance as well. Isn't it's it? balance. balance, measuring, judgment, growth. Of the balance fruit. has been restored to the universe. <laughs> now that our album has come out, people Indeed. like Mathcore again. <laughs> Indeed, you've tipped the scales in your yeah. favour. Dillinger Escape Plan left, but now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> have arrived. That's... Not my, not my. <laughs> Other people have said that first. I'm mean, all like, all people say we're feeling that. Future Slicer 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That's funny though, because like me and Shem were literally uh, saying one of the first times we were talking about about how big Mathcore was in like the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just kind of like disappeared for a bit, and then you had like the more like third wave metalcore bands becoming the prominent bands, and then Deathcore came, and then. So I'm glad it's making a comeback yeah. because it's just always Where's been... Where's the botch reunion? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. If yeah. you guys told of botch, that would be... <laughs> Most so don't cool. exist anymore. Well, you know, if we got them uh, back together. Uh, Becky, um, our publicist, she uh, she says she asked them to do it for Roadburn every year. And they're like... No oh. way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe. They're, they're like her favourite band. They are amazing. Yeah. Them, Caden, are like her favourites. It's like the guitarists won't do it. I think Veteran's up for it's it. It's one of the, Yeah, I think uh, Brian Cook's up for it, the bassist. And, yeah. And like. Because he plays in. I think Ben Collis, he's in Russian Circles. That's it. Uh, and then the guitarist is in These Arms of Snakes and Minus the Bear. Minus the Bear broke up, and when that happened, I was uh, like, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Ben Collis from said he'd play drums for it happily so oh, I bet he plays drums for everyone yeah all the time, so. <laughs> well, he, he, he just likes playing drums <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go to the next card or do you want to okay. deliberate on the scales I don't have anything else alright so <laughs> I love it well you, sometimes the first ones are like really quick and then you get like really deep into the late ones but we've got the diamond coming let's do this one here let's give it some power oh I, I flipped it when I was rotating. Is that bad? <laughs> Who knows? No, no, I love the chaos. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. This is this is all part of I the process. Math course style tarot. Four fours. You turn them all over. They're all the same. This is all Fibonacci. <laughs> just so you know, we've actually pre-calculated every single angle and frequency in this podcast. You are listening to maths genius. <laughs> Yeah, Turn this that is... in 13, <laughs> <laughs> So this is the... Actually, this is, like, really close to the scales. This is a 27th yeah. card. These are... I need to swallow, sorry. The seventh character... The seven characters. So these are kind of, like, different aspects of our personalities and those around us. They play a part in the drama of our lives. So the beauty is a beautiful woman in a fine Tudor-style gown. She's seen looking at her reflection in a mullioned window as if she is waiting to make her entrance and checking her appearance. The character stands for the element of passion and romantic love. For men, it can mean a love affair of the sort that inspires great art. For women, it can point to a flowering of the awareness of her sexuality. This has been written, like, 20 years ago, so, like... Uh, or the presence of a rival in love. The card can have implications of danger, and one aspect of the face of beauty can be a demanding whore. <laughs> Why is that in this book? This is so 80s. Like, we... our, our next album is going to be called Demand. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty sick What does game. inverted mean? That I've... one's the right way up, then, if... Or it depends. But what does inverted do? I think it can just mean, like, more of the opposite of what it says. So it's okay. like, it's like... The not very demanding, not whore. Like easygoing, <laughs> low maintenance. Yeah. I guess. Easy. I don't know. I don't mean, know which way around it. So it's, I guess so the scale would be chaos, wouldn't it? Ah, so yeah, it could be. What friendship inverted means? Uh, Everyone hates me. Solitary, I don't have any friends. Solitary, I guess. No, it could just mean introversion. Yeah, it could just be that. See, and, I think the fact that that card is facing that way means that anything the other way around is the inverted one. Let's let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. And the beauty doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean vanity. It could just be someone in your life is you know that kind of figure to you, or there is like an yeah. archetypal 
sense of, of concern with the parents, which I think is definitely something in a band you've got to think about sometimes. Yeah. So it can be difficult. I mean, I was worried because of um, being trans in a band that, like, I, I'm, I'm waiting for all the comments on our music video to say, like, why is this dude dressed as a girl and stuff? But we haven't actually haven't had anyone doing that. We've had, like, one comment on like lamb goat or something i forgot they exist until you, oh. yeah lamb goat's great though because they they go and say like i could d- record uh, my next bowel movement and call it pupil toucher and it would be better than this That's oh my god <laughs> it was great there you go but yeah I'm, I'm always worried about that stuff but thankfully we haven't really had anything like that and when i said about that on um trans day of visibility i was like yeah this album's just about trans stuff pretty much lyrically um everyone was really supportive so that was good no um, that's really awesome to hear i think yeah. you know there is definitely a, a subsector we're not a black metal band so we don't really need you don't to have to yeah you don't... <laughs> hardcore fans are at least this sort of hardcore uh tend to be all right which is good I love the wholesome response, like yeah, the generally wholesome response. Wholesome. It's been nice as like as a person of colour to see people supporting people who are like minorities and marginalised yeah. and who have to deal with a lot of shit. And I think, you know, you probably have to deal with a lot more shit than I do <laughs> in terms of stuff like that. It's I, I can imagine it can be scary sometimes if you're like walking into a gig or something. Yeah, not knowing how people will re- react. I mean, we got offered to play with... Uh, a really massive American band, like early next year, and uh, we asked our label, and they were like, "I hadn't heard of them, but other people had." I don't want to say the name of them because uh, I'll sure repeat it by know. accident in public if you do. So don't, <laughs> don't tell me. Yeah. Um, uh, but they're like, I hadn't heard of them, but I looked them up, and they've got like millions of views on all their songs, and the song, like, oh damn, this should be like. A, a really big US tour it's like a four week tour or something but uh, I asked our label and they're like uh, yeah they're like a red state rock band and they're, they're like singer owns a gun store I'm not sure if Ooh. they're fans they're going to be super into it and I'm like yeah I don't want to get shot after a gig so okay maybe not Damn. Um, but yeah we got to be careful with who who we hang out with, but I, I think everyone in the scene is cool. I mean, we didn't really want to play with a random red state rock band anyway. It's only just because they're famous. We're like, maybe? And then we're like, oh, no, no. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, respect for actually saying stuff like that. It's not like easy to just put your, like, put that stuff out there a lot of the yeah. time. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us. I, I didn't put it. stuff out about me being trans until after the album came out and people already liked it. And then oh, I was like, no. ha tricked you all into this. Created by minority. This is a, the French you all thing. bought vinyl that's got the trans flag on it. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. That is really cool. I, I like how you've gone about doing yeah. that. But yeah. then everyone was nice, so it's fine. Yeah. No one actually was like, I can't believe this. I'm throwing my pupil slices stuff in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slicing this up. No, but we've had stuff. Like, when I came out, uh, there were some bands we played with. There was, like, a death metal band from London we played with um, that were cool. 
and we were always saying, oh, we should tour together, blah, 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 blah. And then when I came out as trans, um, everyone in that band blocked me. Oh. And I'm like, damn, okay, maybe not then. What the fuck? Okay, I guess. How could you have a problem with someone, like, just not even... Just being a human yeah. being. I'm, I'm so more surprised they got everyone in, whoever it is, got everyone into the, in the band to block me. Uh, but the singers yeah. are always posting like uh, like pro Trump and anti vax stuff and stuff, so they're like Aww. completely off the deep end. So I guess it makes sense that they were like, no. And I, I probably would have blocked them anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a filter on the pupil size. There's like a thing that bans like turf accounts and oh, all no like way. stuff for uh, uh, things. And it's like got, uh, the pupil size for account has like 200,000 people blocked. And, <laughs> uh, uh, there's only been one thing of someone saying, why am I blocked? And they look through their profile. I'm like, oh, sorry, I've got like a filter on. Must have been the accident. Uh, and they, they were cool. So I'd rather have it safe than sorry on the uh yeah i'd rather just not have those people listen to us really if they're gonna like not care about if they're a person who wants me dead i would rather them not enjoy my music it's not yeah, for you yeah they don't, they don't deserve that yeah. shit but it's, yeah. it's just like the people who hold the um like the 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 people in the MAGA hats in America, like dancing around to Rage Against the Machine. You know, it's like, <laughs> not not sure you quite got the message of this music. It's quite funny. But yeah, this irony is lost on on people with such uh, powerful yeah. brain intelligence. Powerful, <laughs> powerful ship. Did you say powerful brain? I was. I didn't want to be too insulting, so I she tried to silence it. Yeah, you're channeling. Oh. You know, I was trying to. I'm, I'm trying really hard to be like not so mean to people, but mm -hmm. also I I want to be mean. And, at the same time about those people in particular yeah. so it's, it's it balances out in a really silly way um i need my scales to be a little that's like one of my favorite uh, twitter memes i saw was um just it was just like five five finger death punch fans being like, <laughs> and it was just pictures of loads of like truckers and hats, with hats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's not a slam on ff the band TV, I'm not just... to play miracle is, is affiliated with five finger death punch oh, <laughs> Army of truckers yeah. driving up would be like super into what we're doing. You could do yeah. like a secret pupil slice of mystery quiz, like a little treasure hunt with stuff like this, and just like drop yeah. some hints here and there. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, you win, get you get right, something. You get a smooth brain. A smooth <laughs> <laughs> you get powerful brain intelligence. Big brain. <laughs> My brain. <laughs> well, shall we do the yeah. opposite card down there? I'm gonna turn this one the correct way. Oh, oh it's in the oh, same the place time. as last time. Water. Water. Well, I'll read this one. It yeah. is the thirteenth card. How apt. And it's inverted. Ooh, it is the inverted father. Um, this card shows a father teaching his son to shoot with a longbow. It symbolizes the masculine element in the nature of each one of us, standing for authority, strength, protectiveness, that can at times be stern and repressive. Hmm. I don't know. My dad's dead, so it doesn't oh. play into that, but he died when I, I never met him, so I don't care about that really. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Do you it's think inverted, no father. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it stands for masculinity and I'm trans, so like 
maybe rejecting that in some way. I don't know. Do you feel the aggression in your music is is more like a feminine rage, like a rage against oppression and the rage stuff that a lot of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Is, 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 a, is a rage against oppression an inherently feminine rage? Is rage gendered? I don't know. Yeah. I, that's I that's a question. I've never thought about that. I think no. there are. I, I feel like lingua ignotus rage is gendered. Have you yeah. listened to lingua, lingua ignotus? Is great. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if it's gendered, but I feel like it's it's like it's archetypal, feminine, imbued with feminine energy. Yeah, uh, I like lingua ignota. It's hard to say. It is. Did yeah. you say you said lingua ignota? Is no, it not lingua? I, I also... When we did a review of the new lingua yeah. ignota EP, and like he said it in a really funny way, it kept cracking. No, up. I also <laughs> fucked up the word Caligula. Like a tra- <laughs> Caligula. I was like Caligula. <laughs> Caligula. But um, I just want to say, like Rilburn being cancelled, I was so looking forward to the collaboration between Full of Hell and, uh, and Lingua Ignota. I think that, that would have been so good. Yeah. Mad. I think they're still going to do it. Um, at the next road, but I think uh, it's Dylan's carrying over as the uh, artist in residence. Um, that'll be really cool. Yeah, they're they're really cool. I I used to, I uh, hung out with them a lot at Roadburn once, and uh, helped them load their van when they were leaving. That's, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know if they remember. Done a couple shows ages ago, and then I didn't really like the last couple albums. I mean, I, I like them, but uh, I just I stopped going to gigs as much, so I didn't see their last few tours. Um, it'd be really cool to play with them, though. In that sort of vein, uh, do you know the band Noel? I don't know Noel. K- I feel like these guys you probably posted about them a lot. K N O L L. They're sort of in that similar vein. They're really cool. I'll definitely uh, check them out. They're all like 19 as well, and I'm like, that blows show my me mind. Up. That's not fair that you can write an album that good, get it produced by Kurt Blue, and then be that good. Like, oh, no, like, really? Yeah, they got wow. it. Um, they, they recorded at the Brick Top with, I think, a guy who was in Weekend Nachos. And then, uh, yeah, uh, got mixed. Because like Harm's Way recorded at Brick Top as well, right? Yeah. And that's where I heard him from, yeah. Harm, Harm's Way are really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Philip had a really cool, and I like not a lot, and they're in a similar vein. Um, I hope we get to play with either of them, or Harm's Way, or Converge. I love bands. I want to play with them. <laughs> <laughs> Music's so cool. Isn't it great? (laughs) It is great how there's this thing that we all have that like everyone who's different can all do together. Yeah. I got, um, we announced like a charity show we're playing in like May in Edinburgh. We've never been up to Scotland, so that'll be cool. But like, it's a pre-show for like festival and there's loads of people saying, wow, that lineup's so stacked after we posted it. I've never heard of any of the bands on the lineup. There's, I think Church of Cosmic Skull. Church uh, oh, Raging Speedhorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of any of them. Church of the Cosmic Skull are really cool. Okay. They looked up so. Raging Speedhorn and they sounded exactly how I expected. They, they do, like, yeah. 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 I yeah, guess like Kiosk, but more rocky, more punky. They've been around for a long time. Yeah, they were super big in the early 2000s. Yeah, and all the famous songs seem to be like 2007 or something, like earlier. They were a Kerrang band. When Kerrang switched to like Kerrang TV, they were like running their videos all the time. Yeah. They Kerrang, supported Sabbath. Kerrang doesn't like us for some reason. Really? They're, well, there's, there's a stretch. So like, they didn't want to give us any coverage before our album came out because they said <laughs> they don't like 
uh, doing stuff for new bands at, anymore uh, huh. the, <laughs> at the moment. But, so I was like, okay, cool. Uh, and then I think um, Daniel Daniel Carter put us in an article because he liked us because he put us on Radio 1 and he had a thing on Chrome. He put like a band you need to listen to and we were in there. Nice. And then the album came out and they gave us a three out of five and they were like, yes, all right, uh, be cool to see what they do next. Which isn't even negative, but I'm, I'm just like, everyone else was giving us uh, eight to tens out of tens. So where, come on, Chrome. <laughs> everyone else was putting pictures of us in the magazine and you just did a little review on your website. Uh, I'm not salty about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't seem to have hurt you at all. No, no. I've heard enough publicity everywhere else. I can't believe some of the reviews where like, this album's like a 10 out of 10. I'm like, okay, calm down a bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting like sixes and sevens, but on Rate Your Music, when it came out for like the first week, we were like the sixth highest rated album of the year. Nice. Um, We've since dropped down to like 50th. Uh, we, we were also, when it came out in the first week, it was like uh, the 23rd highest rated mathcore album of all time. Wow. It's like, we're above loads that's of things real. we shouldn't be, like that's Verge so albums and Dinger albums. So nice. it, it's now shifted back into the natural place. I think we're below all Dillinger albums, but then we're above like some Carbon albums. And I'm like, that's Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love Carbon. Carbon is so sick. We, uh, we might maybe do something with them one day, but uh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like 2023, and that's if we're on cycle then, so it's so vague and like... If, oh my if goodness. Happens, but we've got a, a thing in pencil on a scrap of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that's how firm it is. But that'd be really cool if we have an album for them, and then they come over... Uh, We've got a conditional thing of maybe you can do that, maybe. That would be really fucking cool. I'd definitely be there. Really they are super, super I'd be heavy way too life. scared to play with them live. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's so much more technical than us and so much better at playing their instruments. It's not fair. Like, they're just like machines. Yeah, humans. And then they just chat shit. Like the singer chats so much shit between songs of watched things and he's like going on like rants and uh, making awful jokes that aren't funny and, like, <laughs> I love stuff like yeah, that he, he's, he's like loving it and it's so weird to go into the music so technical but then just be like kind of bad stage banter <laughs> 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 but you know music makes up for it and, and it's really endearing they're really cool oh, well I hope it happens and when it yeah. turns to pen I'm going to be there when that toilet paper becomes a piece of paper, paper. <laughs> normal paper, <Yeah. laughs> should we try this one? Just uh, very quickly on the point of a stage banter, um, a band that kind of uh, broke up a while ago, you may have heard of The Red Chord. Yeah. Yeah, love that band. And the guy who is, his name is Guy, the singer, <laughs> and the band had the best stage banter. Like he would go on stage and be like, right, this song is our last song to mosh but it'd be the first song they played so it just fucked with everyone's head <laughs> they'd say that like every song in the this set this is your last moment yeah this is your last chance to dance motherfuckers and it just it was that is amazing yeah, every, I want to do that that sounds funny <laughs> your last chance I'm going to flip this as I flip it chaos whoa oh, oh, oh my god. made goodness. the death the right way up <laughs> it's, it's like facing the father Oh my goodness. Okay, here's some here's some stuff. You've got some interesting cards. Number six. Oh, it's falling apart. Number 16. Oh my gosh. 
Um, a doorway leads into a mysterious burial chamber, a skull-shaped hill. Flowers lead the path to the portal, but the mood of the card is somber. That hill is not skull-shaped. It's just a hill. That's a really weird <laughs> skull. If, yeah, that's just a mound. It's just a hill. If my, if my head was that shape, I'd be worried. <laughs> it's kind of chin-shaped. It's a chi- Maybe it's a chin. It's like a Vindaluvian's head. Um, death. <laughs> That's a nice. really obscure reference. <laughs> sorry. reference yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I continue. Death is the natural end of life, and the card symbolizes finality. The tomb brings reminders of resting places of the great heroes of mythology and carries with it an implication of the possibility of rebirth, such as a second album, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> or Dillinger Escape and a fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for us. <laughs> you killed them. No, I, we killed them. They heard our new stuff and they were like, oh, we'll call it quits. <laughs> no, that's... Uh, we should stop saying that. Um, <laughs> but maybe in terms of... Uh, we've found... We've actually got music out there. Like, there's not... Where it's the end of this phase where, like... Mm. There was three years of playing songs off the album live and then people were like, oh, that's cool. Have you got anything to buy? I'm like, no. And it's just having nothing and just going around playing live. And, like, loads of people who'd seen us live was like, you're really good. But there's no way to, like, prove that to anyone who hasn't seen us live. So you have to pass on the bill first, which means, you know, now we're in a place where people, we have proof. It's done. We've made the thing of what we want to do. So, uh, yeah, we've got music out there that reflects where... Because it's always been a thing of, like, the first EP was sort of a joke thing. We didn't take it seriously. We were just having fun. Um, we did take it seriously at the time, but it's like not near. Like our vocalist showed up to record the vocals for that first EP, and he'd been up all night doing coke and oh, showed no. up high uh, with like a four pack of beers and was like, "Let's go!" And he, oh my his, god, his lyrics were written out on like scraps of um, scraps of paper. Like, it just lines in different directions. Oh, that, no, who knows which was for which. I've still got those bits of paper because they're funny. Uh, he hadn't memorised, like, the song, so I had to, like, get in the room with him and, like, clap along to the song. <laughs> trying to <get> <laughs> uh, so it wasn't great. Uh, he's a lovely guy. I mean, like, he's one of my best friends. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, our, our thing is, like, he's a great guy. But don't make plans with him and don't be in a band with him because he is notorious for being like, oh, sorry, last minute. Like, when we were going to play with Frontier three days before it, he was like, yeah, uh, I can't do that show anymore. And then I had to learn all... That's why I learned the vocals, because I had to learn it all. Uh, But yeah, I've been doing vocals since then, and this album was the first time I wrote them. And I spent a lot of time on writing the songs in general, so I think... It was finally at the place where I wanted the like the album was done when we released our last split of two songs and I didn't want to release those songs at all so I was like the album's better and it was like yeah but is the album going to be done within like t- the next two years and I was like oh yeah no so <laughs> <laughs> so we we had, the, the my bandmates convinced me to do those songs and we put them out um, but now the album's out and it's a reflection of where I want the band to actually be. But now I'm like, the album's boring. I like the new stuff more. 
So <laughs> I'm bored of these songs. I've been playing them live for like yeah. three years. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna try and have some energy when we play them live again, though, because I think it's gonna be really different playing with people. Yeah. Uh, who know the songs? I think playing to an audience that knows the songs. We've like got songs that people like. Like "Wounds Upon My Skin" is my least favorite song to play because we played it for so long. Uh, but it's also our most popular. So it was like forty thousand views on YouTube. So. Um, and people like it a lot. So I think playing that with people knowing it is going to be very different. That sort of energy, you're always going to feed back and forth with the crowd. And when there's a thousand people in that room as opposed to 50? I don't want to think about that until I'm <laughs> oh, walking okay. out of there. Uh, yeah. I'm used to 50 people. Like, those, those are the best gigs, though. The ones, I mean, those are the only gigs we've done. Like, I mean, the best gigs in terms of going from, like, the ones where like three people come and they're three people from the other band and the rest of the other bands outside smoking as your audience. Uh, I suppose having 50 people in the basement is like a step up from there, but hopefully there's going to be a bit of a step up from there as well. So yeah, it's going to be the end of one era, the start of a much more exciting one, but not that that wasn't fun. It was sort of required to get to this point. So it's like the death of the old and the birth of the new. Yeah. The future it back into the future slicer. To the imp the apparently skull shaped mounds. <laughs> <laughs> the the so-called the <laughs> skull shaped mounds. Yeah, that's That's what the liar was referring to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought it was smooth. I like yeah, nice one, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Transition. Look, <laughs> I'm not used to it yet. <laughs> I'm still this new. is like episode 30 or something. <laughs> yeah, but like, I was, I, yeah, I have no excuse. I'm sorry, I'm shit. Up, <laughs> I, that's, yeah, I don't think we should try and make it so professional. I think it's yeah. funny when, like, no, just, <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, no, no. So we're back in the room. <laughs> Thank you for continuing to listen. We talked about Warhammer. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, me and Shem. Shem. <laughs> Talked about Warhammer, and these two were like, "Oh my god, kill me!" No, no, I love hearing about it. I'm, I'm too new. I'm too fresh to Warhammer to like understand half of it. I'm just like, ah, oh, I recognised a word, and then you guys, you're both just so excited, and it makes me happy to yeah. watch you. So, if if you guys want, we can talk about Warhammer on the podcast. Really we could do. <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> we could do like a bonus Warhammer bit at the Warhammer end. Podcast. We should have recorded pod. all that. Like it, I suppose we spent like an hour and a half talking about stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, before if you meet me at a show, you can talk to me about Warhammer. Oh yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, we'll be friends after. So we can just chat. Hundred percent. I was looking into the camera a bit. You too. Oh sorry. Awkward. That, that was like the equivalent of when someone waves at you at the street. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like in line with the camera. Yeah, yeah I guess I am, yeah. Oh, well, you, you, yeah. Um, but you know what, before you actually... You a mic. You, you, you <laughs> need a lapel mic. I'm not really supposed to talk, but because you were talking about Warhammer, I got so excited. Yeah. <laughs> You're a little a camera orc yeah. that's like not supposed to talk. Yeah. Oh, rhymes! <laughs> Sorry. Camera orc. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get you a fancy Latin name and some yeah. big shoulder pads. And we can copyright it. Yeah, it's copyright Shem. He's ours now. 
own his copyright. I was actually going to, before doing the sidecars, I wanted to do a podcast, but I was actually thinking of doing like a Warhammer or Magic the Gathering podcast to like Warhammer games and Magic games with musicians, but there's like five people. That would have. There's, there's, there's more. You've just got to find them. It's there's hard. Some, it's because you, you don't talk about it in public. Right. Say, go on the band account and say, check. unless you're discordance axis for some reason. They post. Really? Yeah, no they way. post like Necromunda games and whatever. Like, <laughs> That's all they do on their page anymore. And I'm like, damn, okay, cool. <laughs> like, You've been inactive for like 15 years and now you just post Warhammer on your band page. But that's, that's, that's I kind of like sick. that. Yeah. yeah. I hope in like 50 years time all our like band pages are just going to be us like playing like Warhammer. And... <laughs> well, we, we were inspired because um, Acacia Strain posted that they'd been sent loads of Free Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Because they have a song called Doomblade. And then me and Nina were like, oh, we're going to have a song named after a magic card. So that's why we've got a song called Krenko's Command. That was the first song we wrote. Actually, I wrote it as a joke because we had a Magic the Gathering game. It was like the first thing we did socially. And I had like this really shit deck. It was so, like (laughs) half the cards were not sleeved. And they were all upside down. I had like an illegal number of lands. Yeah, and I, I didn't know how to. So I, I'd just been playing like super casual, like kitchen table magic. So Shem's here with like his tournament deck. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, he, he cast a counter spell. I was like, what the fuck is a counter spell? <laughs> and then like, I had like my best card was like this shitty goblin called Krenko's I love Krenko, but the actual card was like not a. It wasn't right. like a competitive deck. Mm-hmm. You just trounced me and were very polite about it. Apart from when you were like, what the fuck is this? When you yeah. saw my it's deck. Like, in your fucking lands. <laughs> <laughs> it was a true meeting of autism. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a funny thing at like our first, the first gig I, I put on, I think, in London. I did one at Blackheart years ago. And um, we all got there first. So me and all my bandmates at the time, uh, we got out of the magic decks and we were just sitting in the black cart before anyone was there playing magic and then like the other bands we booted came walking and we were like hi and then we were just like going back <laughs> and playing magic and then so we've done that so many times yeah and we went to like this like really exclusive secret music festival and took our commander decks and like spent most of I'm, the festival I don't even have that. a magic deck I don't trash it I just play it when like someone gives me a deck to play with so <laughs> yeah but it's cool it's fun yeah, we're gonna start like a London scene magic club once uh, the the thing the thing the pandemic yeah. is over. That, that thing, going <laughs> you on. know the thing. The yeah, this this uh, world stuff. Uh, powerful brain intelligence. <laughs> but yeah, we we were gonna start like a. <laughs> had a true Stuart Lee moment there, sorry. We, we are, we're going to do like some kind of London magic club. So any, you, yourself, anyone who's interested may join. Cool. So we'll do that. But shall we go to the next card? Yeah, which one is it? It's going to be the one in that corner over there. Is it like that's the past and that's the future? So this is like go into the future and then like, I can't read. Okay. This way it's like going so to the past. we've not been relating it that way for really We can. Yeah. We can. Usually it's like at the end. Oh, oh the, the beast. The beast. The beast. Got a dragon on there. Yeah, it's a very cool card. What number is that? It's number 33. 33. That is a number. There's a lot of cards. There are loads of cards. How many cards are there? Let me let me tell you. 52 is a deck. Um, this might be a bit different. This is actually only 40. Okay. So this one's like slightly different to a normal tarot deck. It's like um, a more apparently Jungian approach. So there's like some cards been taken out and then more archetypal cards have been put in. Okay. 
So it's a bit different. Um, but I shall read you the beast. A dragon bars the path, fearful and malevolent. The characteristics of the dragon represent the challenge of facing up to evil. It stands for confrontation with the powerful dark forces of our unconscious mind, also for the bad temper and spiteful side of our natures or that of others. And it's inverted. Oh, so you're really super chill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I like dragons as well, so I just want to pet them. They are so cool. Yes. It's a huge have you found that like there have been like roadblocks then or like no roadblocks to you kind of actualizing your musical self or, or growing yeah it's, it's been so weird like i sent i sent the album to so we finished the album and we put all our own money in it was like three and a half grand um to get it all done and we were like damn this is sick because we just wanted to make it sick as we could uh, for fun and then so we were like so we were like we're gonna spend a week uh, and this first week, we'll just send it out to, like, things that will never say yes, but it'll be funny. <laughs> uh, so, like, Metal Blade, Relapse, uh, uh, Prosthetic and stuff. And then we'll, like, and then after that, we'll go to, like, smaller ones, and then we'll go to, like, DIY labels and actually find someone who will release it. Prosthetic replied in, like, an hour, and we're like, this is amazing, I love it. Uh, do you want to have a call? And then we had a call, and then we signed in a week. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then Becky did all the sick publicity and then our single came out and then like we started getting attention and then we announced the album and then like the day the album came out we like put up pre-orders and stuff and we'd sold like a hundred copies of vinyl the day the pre-orders went up and I was like, who is buying us? Who has heard of us? What's going on? And then it just kept like, getting more reviews and people were like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I was like, what? What's going on? And now I'm here and I'm like, what? People keep buying all our stuff. We keep like doing merch runs, and then they're all sold out. And yeah, so it's been pretty chill. It's been there's not been really been once there's we no actually piece. finished the album, the roads opened themselves. Yeah. So I don't know if we're just really lucky, or I think there's an element of luck, and then an element of like writing music people like. Well, it's definitely you have both of them really. But I yeah. think even without luck, you could like. I think once you get a foot in the door, because it's so connected on the inside, once you have a foot on the door with someone, one person knowing you, they'll tell their friends, and then you get, it all just spreads out from there. Like, you just need to get noticed by like one thing that then opens all those doors. And I think prosthetic have been that for us. It's been really good. Um, I think that's really good advice to a lot of bands as well, because some yeah. people... Just make really, the music you think's really good. Yeah. I don't care what anyone thinks, just what you think is good and then send it out there and if it is, like, people will notice and if you get one person to notice then you've got to fit in the door and then it all goes from there, I think. Not that we're like massive, but like we have a, a, a bit of success. We've you... sold enough to make back the cost of recording the album, hopefully when we get our royalties, which who knows when that'll be, you know. Label life, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you certainly grew very quickly over a short period yeah, of time. Yeah, that was the main thing. Like, it just exploded. We went from 30 listeners on Spotify to 10,000. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> you will certainly get some royalties from that. Like, we'll get, sure. like, five P from Spotify. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it will be that the thing is with like online stuff, it can really suck how low it is, but it yeah. will always you'll always have that opportunity to make that money at least. I think the main thing's gonna be like touring and hoping that like people buy merch and records that that's the best way 
yeah. to support any band is buying merch or touring because at least with our thing like our record label doesn't care about anything with merch it's like we do whatever nice. we get money we get whatever we make off the merch so they can use that to go towards future stuff but the label's been really helpful with like helping pay for photos and videos and stuff we're going to be doing a new video soon uh, for one of the songs on the album and then some new photos in there covering all that because they want to sort of give a second breath of life to the uh, and sort of treat it like the album release again and then like revamp all our visuals and stuff and try and uh you know just to give it another push more before we go into like future stuff I think once we get our like tours for next year announced, we'll sort of be able to like people are gonna be excited enough for them that that will be the drawing thing, and then people will be like looking at the headline band and being like, "Oh, what's this band doing main support for?" And I'll be like, oh, "Thank you for looking at us." Maybe I don't know. It's cool. I'm excited <laughs> for next year. It'll be fun. Next year's gonna be like an explosive year in many yeah. ways i think people will be back at gigs and yeah i feel like that's going to be the return of mm. live gigs i feel like this year still feels a bit too dubious yeah but we're yeah. getting to the point where like a decent amount of people are vaccinated i haven't got one yet you have to be over 30 to get one yeah. i'm and on the like, cusp oh, of eligibility my boyfriend's got both his and his mum's got both his lucky i'm not lucky but yeah I'm hoping it's next week for us, for like the under 30s. Week. Yeah, because it's like 30 plus this week, right? So I'm hoping yeah. they, they did it pretty quick, like the five-year band. So. And they okay. just approved the uh, Johnson & Johnson one-shot one. The Boris Johnson & Johnson. We <laughs> <laughs> saw a thing uh, with like Johnson from Peep Show and him saying, most do it in two doses and I do it in one. And <laughs> 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 it only takes me one. <laughs> I just dread to think how much of a horrific, like, horrific, 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 horrific hangover, hangover, <laughs> hangover you have from this one. <laughs> I'm having a word hangover today. I, I had mine. I had my first shot like um, like a week ago, mm. and I was like, the first day I was like, my, my arm was a bit sore, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then the second day I was just in bits. Like oh. I, I had to sleep the whole day. Like mm. I just I just slept for like 24 hours. Insane. Worth it. Right. 100%. I am so excited to have that like 5G liquid in my skin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but then like you were having struggles with your 4G signal earlier, so it's not really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of disappointing, yeah. to be honest. Oh man, Bill Gates, get on that shit, please. Just <laughs> <laughs> call him up and be like, where is my signal? He's gonna he's a bit preoccupied with his divorce at the moment. Right line to <laughs> Bill Gates. <laughs> if you like press like a particular vertebrae on your spine you like activate dark mode <laughs> it's just like the world becomes more beautiful um but yeah shall we try maybe that bottom cast that's going to be like current that's more past so this is this is present future and the last line is past and uh, what what's these left and right then? these are kind of like relationships in my view so like uh, things that are like across from each other like the father and the beauty so it's like very oh, masculine okay. that's very feminine and then death and the beast this is like finality and that's stuff that's stopping you from moving forward so and like also. that's well the beast is inverted so it's not stopping whereas this is finality yeah. um so that's that's how I view it is kind of like symmetrical relationships okay. and things that are like that have informed you and then things that have resulted from your informing your present and that's like what's yeah. coming at yeah yeah. So this one. 
This is going to be your, you're like the center of your past in a way. The center of my past is the libido. The libido? <laughs> well, sure well. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because everything else is inverted except the libido there. So that is number 17. I, I sure. did invert it when I flipped it though. Oh. <laughs> but maybe that in itself was fun. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. This is it could be so complex. I shall read the card. Peacocks are seen flaunting themselves in luxuriant gardens where a snake creeps through the foliage. A fountain gushes up in the background and flowers blossom in beauty to the fore. Libido is the Latin word for pleasure and has been used by psychologists to describe the upsurge of energy that is channeled into the sexual drive, the arts and other human activities. This card, this card thus stands for freedom and particularly sexual pleasure. The snake can be seen as either the serpent in the card of Eden or as another joyous manifestation of the life force. This card also implies an awakening awareness of self and the psychic force of the Kundalini. Well, maybe uh, put a lot of energy into the album and then uh, it also came out as trans like however long ago, like two, two and a half years ago. So there's an awakening and then like Damn, it was hard to record vocals on the album. It was, I, I got, I, I, so I was like, cool, I will record uh, over this weekend and do like eight hours on each day. Uh, Whoa. And I thought that would be okay because I'd never recorded before. Oh my goodness. I got three hours into the session, my voice was gone. I was like, I can't do it tomorrow. It'll have to be next week. And then each time I got like two hours in. Did like a song and a half, and then it was just like, and I'm done. Mm. So yeah, that's how I had to approach doing the album. So it was, a, it was a lot of energy, and the guitar parts like you to each. Some of the songs have like fifteen guitar takes on them. I just split it up. It's, it's not actually been played all the way through. It's too hard. I'd rather get the better performance. That, but then some songs are just like two takes throughout the whole thing. Um, but yeah, there's a. I was very meticulous. It took a lot of energy to get there to the end of the album. I think this is like a very, the metaphor of this is like the garden and you've definitely yeah. done a lot of like crafting and pruning and, and like choosing where everything goes and putting everything in its rightful place and creating something that brings you pleasure. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, there's this idea of like sublimation where you take sort of sexual energy, which is like, oh, everything's about sex when you're a human, according to like the psychologists of the, the 20th century. So, you know, I don't know how accurate that is, but this idea of sublimation is where you take that energy and you create art with it. And that's usually like really awesome high art. relationship with your mother. <laughs> and, and your and your father's father's mother and yeah. like you know like that kind of thing it's it's very how do you feel about that you know <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean and you've got the scaly beast next to the the serpent of the garden so the beast is kind of like in a very dark place um you know in like so not you've not been held back by it but mm. it's it's kind of implied that it's there within everyone it's kind of across the road from your your masculine side and then yeah. you've got the the libido in the, in the middle which i guess is maybe the part of you where you've chosen what you want to put in your garden and you've made it happen yeah i like reptiles i love reptiles or a pet snake or you've got you've got reptiles no i want i want one. oh what would you get I th I th maybe like a little lizard or i mean like it'd be cool to have like a komodo dragon 
way too much effort. You have to yeah. feed them so much and like give them a big area. So yeah, maybe like a little lizard or I love geckos, but they're amphibians. So cute. Yeah, look at the geckos, little feet. Look, I like the ones that uh, I can't remember what they're called. Crested, maybe the ones they're like tiny and they they look Aww. like they're always smiling. Yeah, and they're they the look ones like you they've mean. got like one brain cell bouncing around their head. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like grinning all the time and look like idiots, but they're so cute. I remember reading that scientists found out that the way they can they can climb up walls is because they have little hairs on their tiny, cute little weird fingers that can actually slide between individual molecules that's it. on the atomic Damn. level so that's how they can just like climb on glass and stuff like that and they were trying to like make gloves and boots with that one but i, had, I guess i haven't done it yet so yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. so well it's really <laughs> cute i love uh, axolotls oh that's my god so they're, they're even more idiotic like, <laughs> to, like, put some food in the tank it just bumps off its head <laughs> and it doesn't do anything but like two seconds later it's like what was that <laughs> I love their little smiling faces. Yeah. I could just hear like the weird like piano music. You can see why they're like, pretty much extinct though. They're like, not, <laughs> they're not doing a great job. <laughs> you see the one that just doesn't have eyes. Like they just stop bothering to have eyes. Oh yeah, the ones in like the really deep caverns. Okay, they're ones. just like, yeah, we're just gonna chill. <laughs> I love that meme where it's just like, this creature has not seen light for 58 years. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> just very bedroom music energy do you want to go for i think we should totally do the diamond but shall we do this future center card it's the future center and future shine but i'm not i'm not going to oh money but it may as a musician i think yeah, that might be it's on the horizon i'll read it though because yeah. um you know, maybe there's. It could be inverted money. Inverted money. There's a future. Don't invest in Bitcoin in the next. Don't uh, invest in Bitcoin. No, do not be do that. Okay, so I'll read the card. A plowman guides a horse-drawn plow, <coughs> cutting furrows in the field on a winter's winter's day. In the foreground lie precious silver coins waiting to be discovered. This card stands for the need for money. It also gives the possibility that we may achieve material wealth, whether it is by our own labours, by good luck, investment, or by inheritance. That's bullshit that it says it's the need for money and having money. Because then it's like, well, what... Which is it? Which is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you either, like, need the money, or is it, like, uh, not needing money, but not also having loads of it? So maybe, yeah, make the... I, I, my dream for the man is it becomes self-sustaining, so I can, like, keep doing it. We're not going to make money out of it, but it just funds itself enough to keep making the music and doing the tours and stuff. Because, you know, if, if people give us money to come and play, we get to come and play, and they get to come and see us. I feel like everyone wins there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> like, <laughs> we make, we'll keep making music as long as we keep getting supported, and then you get new music, so there you go. I mean, um, yeah. Oh, shut up, please. Please. <laughs> Support your local and non-local bands. All bands are equal. All bands are equal. I don't know people making fun of local bands. Although I, I know the ones they're talking about when they do. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. But I just take it personally and think, oh, yeah, but I'm the local band. That's kind of shit. Everyone's a local band when they start out. And, yeah. I mean, you by definition, you're local. To, unless you live in, like, Alaska. 
I don't know, like the middle of nowhere. But there's no one there, so I guess. You're like, what's the polar bears? Sorry, Alaska. The polar bears are like, sorry, can't come to your show. There are polar bears in Alaska. What am I talking about? It's just a well traveled, settled in Alaska. Like, really, like, super jet. But he's not into mathcore, he's more of a sort of death grind sort of carcass guy. I feel like polar bears would be like thrash guys with like the caps. Yeah, thrash. They've got the, like, the denim jackets with yeah. like Exodus and totally. Soden. Slayer fans. Yeah. Scullets. Scullets! Scullets are very thrash. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, there are less thrash fans than there, there were. Havoc are good though. Yeah, I like Havoc. Vector. Oh. Shame about the singer being in the oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 They were cool until that whole yeah. band imploded. Yeah. The Damn. singer beat his wife. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Really badly. Oh, well. It was so weird how they played tuned up from standard. They played really? like, They played in like F standard. E. Yeah. So weird. I guess it would work for Fresh, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It does. It sounds really cool, but yeah. I would hate that as a singer. I'd be like, oh, stop. No. No, no, I'm not higher. You like even lower. I like the low. I like mids and lows, and not into the like. The, that's that's my that's my job. I don't want anyone else yeah. coming in there and taking it away from me. Anyway, well, we've got money. Let's let's do the diamond formation. So yeah. um, you need to do one here, one there, one there, and then one right at the bottom. So it's in a that order. Big old diamond. Any order you want. Go Fresh full math. Go for it. Imbue those cards. Some more. Can I just say, you know, that's what really used to, like talking about bands are like disbanded because they just couldn't financially do it anymore. Always used to piss me off when people were like, oh, I wonder what happened to that band. It's like, yeah, you weren't fucking buying any merch and you weren't <laughs> going to shows. That's they why. Do it. Yeah, that's why the band imploded. Being a band is mad expensive because so like expensive. people don't always think about the fact that like it, you've got to pay for the album. You've got to, if you're going to pay for PR, which most bands should, in my opinion, unless you've got some person in your band who's like really good at doing that stuff. We've got PR through our. Becky's and amazing. Becky, we just get for free because. You're so lucky. It, I was really lucky. I want to pay so for good. her. Like, I, yeah. I actually need to email her and be like, she, please. I think she does do independent stuff, but she's she does. really busy. So yeah. Like, yeah. She's. she's I want to book her like two years in advance. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, because um, yeah, I tried to for the first one and she was like, no chance. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna book you like at least a year in advance, and that's what I'm doing. I think yeah. I'm gonna book her for like 23. Um, yeah. But yeah, honestly, PR a PR campaign like we got a quote for the first album when we were like a butt fuck band that no one knew. They were like, it's a grand a month for a three month campaign, and I was like, what? But it is, it's, that's how much it can cost, you know. But don't ever buy the things which are like... Oh, the, the £50, 30 steps to be a massive YouTube band. Yeah, or yeah. like buying onto like a magazine that no one reads or something. Yeah. yeah. Never pay for a review or things like yeah. that. Um, never buy the... I saw, oh, Becky posted this one on Twitter and it had like tiers of deals and it was like per track like price and it was like we get emails the, the highest yeah. one it was like we'll send out a, an email of your thing uh to all to agents public i'm like why are you sending it to uh no, they said like agents publicists it's like why would you send it 
to other publicists, uh, but like, <laughs> publicists, magazines, all our contacts, and, and it will be sent 12 times a week for six oh, weeks. The no. ultimate oh. devastation. They're going to hate your bags. <laughs> That's the ultimate devastation. And I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, devastating their spam folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like, that's, why would you do that? It's not good. I'm rotating yeah. this is on place. Nice. Yeah. You've got that, you've got to pay. Place, right? You've got to pay for PR, you've got to pay for yeah. the actual production, you've got to pay... Each one music videos was like two grand. Music videos are mad expensive too. Well, and then band photos... One was like 300, one was 600, one was two grand. It depends what you're doing. It really. depends, yeah, yeah. Like the good live action ones are going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, band photos can be anywhere from like two to 500, depending on... like Because you need good band photos. Becky always says that. 100%, that is so one important. One of the most important things, like... Because... A lot of people will be like, I don't want to put my face on the band, but like... You have to, unless you've got something... You want to be in, like, Kerrang! or whatever. What are they going to print? Yeah. What, what can they print if you don't on... give them a picture to put in there? What What do they put? Like your LinkedIn <laughs> profile picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kerrang! picture like, is the same as LinkedIn picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what, a screenshot of your Facebook page goes in. Like, you have to have yeah. something to go with the thing to promote the article. Like, text articles get so much less attention, so people aren't going to do them. You have to, like... You need to give people a reason to want to give you a chance. Like, if that's... Even if you have a story, you still need an image to go with it, and a lot of bands don't have the story. creating a cohesive image with everything is also really, really good. Like, you have to have... If you can get some good photos that fit the aesthetic you're going for, you, like, get a good photographer who will, like... You'll be able to go back and forth with the mood board and find something that's fitting... Mm. what you're going for and then it, it just sticks with people more if they like can see something and attach it to everything else as part of what you're doing and then that is the thing and it humanizes your music as and well it humanizes yeah yeah people it's like made this. exactly it's a point of contact like for a more like empathetic I feel like i never see pictures of cardboard and i think of just a robot playing their music <laughs> there's like no human element to it. <laughs> yeah. what about the woo woo <laughs> <laughs> we've got a woo on our album yeah, yeah, yeah. Carson did that there, we do we do more woos live though I put a woo in like stabbing spiders uh, when we do it live so nice we, we recorded two live sets recently um, like 15 minute long sets that are pre-recorded so they'll be coming out like I think late June and then mid July nice so it'd be good because we've got a couple live videos up on YouTube that are like one of them's the one that's a full gig is one of the worst gigs we've ever played, uh, and then the other ones that are kind of shit, just like one's one of our old songs. We've got this problem. <laughs> well, all our best gigs haven't been filmed very well. We we did just release a live EP, and that was oh, no, that no, was yeah, that was good. That, yeah. But yeah, for like our heavy stuff. Yeah, the no. Yeah, I mean, there's like a 10 second video where it just sounds amazing, but it's 10 seconds long. It's not on YouTube, so. <laughs> yeah, we've got the, the the one full set on YouTube is like my guitar strap breaks and then oh, I can't no. fix it, and I'm like sat in a stool for the whole set, oh. and like I'm like kneeling on the ground because I can't hold my guitar up, and and, and and I just have no energy because I'm just really upset for the whole set, and oh. like, just like grumpy and like it's shit. Uh, that happened to me at the beginning of a show first live gig as a band full band the first song I was so like ready to go so aggressive so like yeah I'm gonna fucking do this fucking bought a brand new strap and it broke 
like 10 <laughs> seconds into the first song. But it kept, it, it kept breaking in rehearsals. You bought a new strap. And then it broke. Yeah. And it was just the same thing. I was so crestfallen for that whole gig. And then after that, I just. It was a tough gig. Yeah. Yeah. I nearly got like a horrible injury because the uh, hi hat fell (laughs) and it nearly sliced open my car. Like when it hit the floor, like the whole stage vibrated because it was so heavy. It was so scary. (laughs) I'm more, I don't know about you as a guitarist, I'm more scared of my strap breaking than breaking a string. Yeah. Like strap breaking. Because what did you do? What did you do? I literally You can't, can't hold the guitar when it's like if the string is gone you just fix the string. What if you haven't got a strap you have to do what I did, which is like find a stool to sit oh. in with your guitar and like it's terrifying. not the one. Need like a triple strap guitar, yeah. like how Klingons have two of everything, you two yeah. straps. Yeah. Guitar companies need to get on that man. Yeah. yeah you need like a Back crossover strap. strap, like some kind of cowboy kind of deal baby harness for a guitar yeah <laughs> so you just clip it in at your belly yeah, <laughs> yeah you it's and like you like... can just hands free and it just spins round like leaps me the instead of just throwing it around we need to patent this two handed and you do double handed tapping some glam yeah. um, they actually do um, two people with disabilities yeah. Oh no way! They do guitar traps, they're double straps, so they like release pressure if you've got like a back injury or something. That sounds lovely. Guitar. That sounds good. I want one of those. Yeah, maybe worth trying. Yeah. I don't like st- guitar straps because of having a chest or playing a guitar. Fucking annoying if you've got boobs because yeah. like it all gets in. It's all like I know they have guitars for like ladies. No, Saint Vincent designed her custom guitar especially for women. Yeah, I know. I know there are some particular designs you can't for women. It too high because it just squashes your boobs. It and hurts. Like, oh, and if I play sitting down, it hurts as well, which is one of the reasons yeah. I never actually ended up playing guitar. I bought some beautiful ones and I was just like, ah, this sucks. I can't really <laughs> play sitting down as well. It's just like a weird angle. For some reason, I had it's much better standing up. Yeah, it like digs in like weird and you're like I, maybe because I don't know how to play so I'm just like I'm just kind of like looking at my hands the whole time so <laughs> that probably doesn't help but anyway yeah. I'm not in pupil slicer no one wants to hear this um let's move on to the cards so okay. let's do kind of recent bordering on less recent past that's so this card here yeah the wheel mm, 26 this comes up a lot I'm reading Wheel of Time at the moment, so every time I see it, I'm like, the weave wills. <laughs> I can't even fucking say it. But yeah, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying the wheel comes up, seems to come up both sessions, right? I pulled it. I did a, a reading for myself last week, and I pulled it, and it was inverted, and I was like, shit, the Wheel of Time is going to break. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's over. It's over. It's all done. But it's, a, it's an interesting card, so I shall read the card. A water wheel turns in the stream, driving the unseen mill above it with a strong brick wall shown, whilst golden fish swim among the reeds. This card represents the principle of things endlessly changing, yet forever staying the same. It stands for constancy and persistence. And is that like in the immediate past? Um, it's, it's more immediate past, so it's like okay. bordering on your present. And it's things changing. Things changing and yet remaining the same. So the cycles, the constancy, but yet, you know, like an album cycle, you know, you're writing again in a way. It's the same, but it's different. 
I mean, yeah, I, I thought it'd be quite different writing since the album has been the same, which is just, I just write loads of stuff in my pyjamas and then <laughs> give it to Josh and he does some drums and I'll, I'll be like, here's some suggested drums for this part, what do you think? And they'll be like, oh, cool, yeah, those are good. I'll just play those. Um, what do you think of, like, what's turning the wheel? What is that for you? Do you have, like, a concept of of the stuff that driving you forward, willing you I towards just, it? I don't really have a way of getting my... I, I'm, I'm very, like... I'll not write anything or have any motivation for, like, five months, and then I'll be, like, write four songs in a day and be like, yeah, I'm in it, and then just not feel like it again. I want I need to try and, like, make myself try and do some writing... I only do something this weekend because me and Josh had a jam recently and I had like four songs worth of riffs and we just jammed them out and then I recorded it all and so now I've got all the parts with all the drum parts and now it's like musical Lego and I just have to <laughs> do it all together because that's how we did a lot of uh, the first album was just like that and then I take it home and then go on my computer and just tab it all out because the whole album was like tabbed out first um, and I glue it all together. So I need to do that with the new stuff. That's your brick Sounding wall. Cool, You're constructing the brick wall. And then all the reads yeah. of the people at your shows, buying your t-shirts and supporting you. Hopefully one day. <laughs> soon, I'm sure. But yeah, we, uh, the new stuff sounding cool. Even though like three of the new songs that we were working on were like uh, more on the sort of post-mail side of things. So... There's one which is like I listened to the arms too much, and I did like just a pop art, pop, it, indie rock sort of poppy indie rock song. It's very upbeat and sort of sort of like um, that last song on Deaf Heaven's New Bermuda, where it's like kind of doesn't work but like does. Um, that one's gonna be really fun, I think. Then uh, what else? There's one that just sounds like Deftones and Loathe a lot. Uh, because I was listening to them a lot, but that's cool, so that would be fun. And I can imagine, like, Deftone-style vocals over it, so I'm probably going to do something like that. And then there was one that was uh, in, the, in the tuning oath break he used, um, and that one sounds really cool. That's very Deaf Heaven and Oath Break, really very melancholy. That one I really like. I really like all of the new stuff I'm doing. And then we've got one which is just like a list of random ideas that are just like stupid, but in a way that's like, it just works putting them on. So we've got like a really evil death metal, like tremolo riff, but mm. over like a breakdown drum and it somehow works. <laughs> and, it's 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 like when we wrote it we like played it back through the like PA at the practice space and then me and Josh were just doing windmills because <laughs> <laughs> we were like this is such a perfect like and we were doing we've been doing a lot of like we've been embracing the sort of like silliness of a lot of it like doing a like riff keeps going but then the drums just do nothing and then just hit a tom and then like everyone and then you drop and uh, we've also done a lot of like uh, the riff is just being played on the bass, then you get a ding, or like a bell, <laughs> and then it all drops. And we're fitting a lot more like fun things like that in, because I think they're going to be really fun live. I think we've always approached music from the angle of how it's going to be live, though. We've always been like, um, yeah, we want to make stuff that people are going to enjoy live. And I think, I hope a lot of that comes through when we do start playing live. That was my first impression when listening to your music was like, I want to hear this live. Like, I know yeah. 
it's gonna be insane when there are loads of people in a room just losing their shit to this. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Much more to that one. This one is next. What do these mean? These letters. These are Hebrew yeah. letters. Um, oh, yeah. On the around the Baphomet, uh, my Hebrew is very rusty. <laughs> that's an L. That's an R. That's a Y. That's like a wait. No, that's an R too. Hang on a minute. Thank God. That's an iron. That's a Rish. I, I can't remember what they. Maybe it's like Shem Ham Farash. Maybe that's what it stands for. But there's no. There's no Shem. Shit. There I don't is. know. There oh, there's a Shem. <laughs> we are complete. Yeah. It, I, I'm, honestly, I'm not like big into Levian Satanism or anything. I just okay. bought this because it's cute. Um, off Killstar. It's cool. It's a nice. It's a, everyone it's very loves fun the text. To play with, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like things where you can go one way and then the other. Exactly. <laughs> you can like write in it. You can write in it. Yeah. This is like we used to use this as a blanket at home and like snuggle it's under it. Fun. But it's just it's such a good um, thing. There's no like yeah. real symbolism. It just looks sick. It does look sick. It looks very metal. I bet Cam loved this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone who's come here has just been like, oh, God, I'm not the mic, has just been like stroking it gently for the whole episode. I mean, I've, I've been doing it. It's just it's really calming. soothing, though, isn't yeah. it? It's just like kind of therapeutic. Soothing, soothing devil bath. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a really big dog. <laughs> <laughs> big goat dog. Big goat dog, hell yeah. What's this one? The Home. The Home. Oh, that's interesting. So that's number seven. I shall read it. Going home. Metal is my home. Um, okay. I shouldn't bang on the table. The chaos. It sounds like the drums at the start of the people slicer song. Yeah. <laughs> it will be like ASMR people slicer. ASMR. That could be a thing. All right. <laughs> so, a cozy cottage hearth with tea laid and a cat curled up by a burning fire on a winter's evening. This card draws us, <laughs> draws us to our background and the security we all need from a warm, comforting environment. It represents the trusted, simple things in our lives which we sometimes undervalue. I zoned out after thinking I wanted a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what this card is suggesting, is that you just need a cup of tea. Yeah, and that's, that's like the immediate future. Yeah, this is what, <laughs> it's what you want. It's accurate, the spirits have spoken. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll put the kettle on now and it'll be ready in an hour. The world's slowest kettle downstairs. <laughs> it is like comedy slow. Um, I, yeah. I think the, the main thing of this card is that it represents the trusted simple things in our lives which we sometimes undervalue and asking you like what is home to you yeah is it a place or is it um, a person or a group or a yeah. thing that you do I just like being at home I'm very sort <laughs> of I like being at home with my boyfriend um, and then uh, I like planning Final Fantasy 14 new expansions coming out in <laughs> nice. a couple months very excited for that how did you two meet, if you want to talk about it on here? On, on, on the internet. Nice. Uh, we played video games together and stuff. That's wholesome. Um, yeah, we've been together. Even though like he, like, I don't like the video games he likes, and he doesn't like the video games I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have a mutual appreciation for games and movies and uh, same sort of stuff, Warhammer and whatever. Um, he, he's a Thousand Sons player. <laughs> you and Shema are yeah, exchanging yeah. glowing looks. <laughs> which um, which class are you on Final Fantasy fourteen? Uh, many. Ah. Uh, oh. I've got I've got uh, maxed. I've been playing mostly Machinist and Gunbreaker on uh, Shadowbringers, but I've also got like an AE Astrologer and Dragoon, uh, Dark Knight, uh, 
every gathering class. Uh, I've, I've just been going through getting them all up. I'm currently working on Summoner, which is fun. Have you played? My partner is obsessed with Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. It's funny that we pulled the home card. Yeah. She spends most of her time just building the house. Yeah, the house. The house. <laughs> I haven't got a house. I've not got enough gear. Every time they go up for sale, they all go. I've got like five million gear, and they go for like six or seven. And I'm like, I'm not paying all my money on a house because you have to log in often enough. Because if you don't log in for like sixty days, it deletes your house. Oh my god, oh, that's, that's stressful. Because you'll be like, okay, I just need to log in for a bit and yeah. then just leave it, and then okay, now that makes sense. Now to you me. know. Yeah, you finally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Imagine if that was real life. I was just just having like a break into a sweat. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I've never, I'm just like, I don't know what if something comes up. That's so anxiety inducing. Why would they do that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they can't just put infinite plots of houses. It's like they have, because it's like a sort of, it's like a district and the houses are actually houses in the district and there's only a certain number of them. so each like server only has how many houses it can have. So you have to wait for somebody else to forget yeah. to log in. Well, oh or God. just someone sells their house to like move or to a bigger one with the. I mean, you can get an apartment, but even that. No, I think apartments don't go. If you're in an apartment or in a guild with a house, that doesn't go. Uh, but the apartment's like one room, so it's kind of shit. Uh, it's just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> when games are like real life, it's too stressful for me. Yeah. Even like World of Warcraft started feeling like real life after like a few months, and yeah. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. FF is fun. I've got like one and a half thousand hours in it. Nice. <laughs> and I only started playing it. So I played almost all of it in like before I got my first job. Uh, so like two years ago, um, while I was job searching and stuff, over like three months. I played it like 12 hours a day, like as a full-time job. I was just loving it for like three months until I caught up with the story. And then, but when I caught up with the story, it was only two weeks till the new expansion dropped. So I had like a little gap and then played solidly for two weeks. And then two weeks after the expansion is when I started my job and I'd finished the expansion and stuff. And I was like, timed so perfect. Perfect timing, yeah. Yeah, but, and, and there's only been like patch updates since then, but the new expansion's in. November, so I'm excited for that. I'm just straight. I'm just. I'm getting it all down to the like darker side. You're arranging. <laughs> oh, the dark side revealed. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the color it's meant to be. Because if you do that, it goes grey. Yeah. Out. It's more smooth the other way. It's yeah. inverted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just inverted blanket me. <laughs> we could go so deep. Oh, or, or we uh, we could turn over that card over there, which is your past informing. Everything. The puzzle. The puzzle. Nice. That is number 36. Let me read this. Sorry, I'm turning all my pages. You can probably hear it in the microphone. The puzzle. Two doors set deep in a mysterious wood face the Inquirer. It's literally facing the Inquirer. Um, They are guarded by a crowned statue who holds the key. Which door to choose? A card full of puzzling implications. In our lives, we come face to face occasionally with situations where we are forced to make an agonizing choice. There is often no clue given as to which course to take. This card reflects such a situation. Yeah, I guess that can uh, post post into like, go go into me coming out because I figured out I'm trying to like, well, 
Should I get like it's gonna be pretty shit coming out, but there's not really any other option. So there's no guidance. It's it's like shit. The system we've got. I haven't been seen by the NHS. I was referred over three three years ago. I haven't had a first appointment at what anything. Fucking hell. That's mental. They they're just like uh, so. I'll have a first appointment at some point. It's been like three years and two months since I was referred, and then wow. at the first appointment they'll be like so. Why do you think you might be trans? Whoa! <laughs> like, wow. mm, you, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, like, trying to sort stuff out privately and then, like... That must be a bomb. It's been... It's really hard. There's no guidance or anything. Like, I've been trying to get a gender recognition certificate and they're, like, really hard to sort out because you can't... I can't marry my boyfriend without uh, putting down as his husband unless I get gender recognition certificate. And that's like all it's for that and a death certificate. So like no one really gets them unless like you need it. Um, but the process is like years long of like filling out forms and getting like referrals and like proof. And then I had to the doctor write a letter saying he thought I was trans, but then he took like nine months to write that letter oh my for me God. and then charged me 50 quid for writing it. Uh, and then like, yeah, it's, it's it's, and then people, and then like we're in a world where people are like, oh, you just walk into the doctors and they chop yeah. your dick off, and it's like, yeah. okay, right, cool. I wish that was the, like, what world are you living in? Because like, <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a weird, like, di- it, well, there's so much of that in the world now of like misinformation of like people just believing stuff that isn't real. Same with like vaccines and like COVID and like, there's just like so many people who just think things that are inherently not true and very easy to disprove but they just believe it because it's what they've been told or what they've been brought up to think i think some people want to believe that things are simpler than they actually are yeah i think that's a lot of it it's like if you're told this is the way things are and that's it it's so much easier than trying to understand or go into any nuance with anything you have to start questioning yourself as well a lot of the yeah. time when you start accepting those things and that can be really hard for people but that is not an excuse at the same time yeah yeah uh, i think quite a lot of it stems from just like the mistrust of the government as well and just a yeah. lot of the yeah everybody that runs the world like no one trusts them really and i think that's where kind of like a lot of misinformation kind of stems from no, i was watching a thing doing. the other day about like the how the mRNA vaccine so I, I, it was a bit before my time but like the way that that was a lawyer hired a doctor to find a way to uh, pretend to discredit the mRNA vaccine so they could sell their own measles vaccine oh god and that's where all the anti-vax stuff today comes from that like thing in the early 2000s and the media so this guy did a paper the only sort of thing sourced was a discredited doctor who uh, said he could cure autism by giving someone parts of his own bone marrow. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is like really funny that that was what the. And then the actual paper said that uh, these parents, that they specifically picked out um, 
as knowing that they were distrustful of like things and susceptible to conspiracies. Their parents think their kid developed autism shortly after having an MRI vaccine, and that was the conclusion. That they had eleven <laughs> parents that thought that, and then those parents themselves were interviewed after, and they said, "Oh, I didn't say that." So they also didn't even like the, on so many levels. It was all fake, and then eventually the paper all got disc- like, and before the paper was even published, the other people who worked trying to do it when this is shit when you can't publish this and they all quit so the only person credited is the guy who um and he would got on all the news and stuff and was like oh don't take the mrna vaccine take the r take an individual measles vaccine but their measles vaccine didn't even get off the ground it didn't go through testing because they weren't good at it (laughs) um and all it did is create distrust in vaccines in general and because they invented a condition of like um, some kind of gastrointestinal inflammation caused by measles virus getting stuck there that affects your brain and causes you to turn autistic. And it's, it's all nonsense, but then, yeah, the entire... And uh, apparently now that guy has like, just completely had to go with it and is now com- like writing stuff, anti-vax stuff, and going on like Alex Jones. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, because that's the only crowd. And you can see that he's like... Kind of like dead inside, but he was like, "What? Well, he made a lot of money out of people buying his book and stuff, and now he's just selling that." Um, and uh, yeah, it's just like crazy that whole story. Um, but it's funny because like he goes and gets a COVID vaccine, but then says all vaccines are fake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's obviously not going to take those chances himself because he knows he's lying. But I just find that crazy. That there's people who just will intentionally lie about things. There's like so much money to be made off just lying to people and what the uh, just pointing to the money money money? The money. The money. The yeah. Money. <laughs> that's Sean Connery over here. This is why I've that's why I've got an inverted money, because everyone else is out there like making shit up and saying, Don't trust anything you read, only trust what I say mm. and then buy my herbal supplement. <laughs> that, uh, that contains soy after I've told you that soy makes you gay. yeah i mean would it be so bad if everyone was gay and autistic no but uh surely that's something we should celebrate (laughs) but that's that's it's just the thing of like just lying about these things and then also that inherently then you have to also reinforce the fact that being autistic or being gay or being trans or any of those things are bad things because then you have to make it like yeah. Here's the bad boogeyman. What if this? Ooh, very scary. And it's like, so with the with the thing of being like, oh, kids might get go ASD. Even if they did, like the the, the narrative doesn't say this is what it'd be like. The the narrative around autism is so because I'm autistic, and the narrative around so many autistic things is like. Um, oh, it's so terrible for the family. How can you cope with this autistic child? Not like how to help this child flourish and stuff. And like, yeah. like Einstein was autistic. Like Stephen Hawking is autistic. Like So many musicians and artists. So many and, musicians and yeah. artists. And, and like, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a weird thing to then be like, your life is over and ruined if this. Mm. Um, and it's not the case. I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading about autism and how it presents in people who are socialised to be female. Yeah. And it's really interesting because it's so different to how people kind of all the the science has been tailored towards like male 
yeah um experiences of autism and it's like only only just really coming out that maybe there is actually a one-to-one ratio of of like you know female to male autism and how different it can be so yeah it's like it's terrible how people just think oh your brain is different therefore it's bad but it's not it's just different it's just developmental like yeah similar to like I don't know, I can't be bothered to think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is cool. Like, all people are people, you know? People are people. And you know, everyone's the... capable of whatever. Sometimes the agonising choice is just being a person, like the person that you want to be. Yeah. And without, like, having to fear people's reactions. But then if you hide, then you're still... Someone's still going to hate you. Yeah. Someone's still going to find, you know... I don't know. That's the I've I've yeah. I'm I find assuming it really weird choice. thinking like there's countries in the world that if I was like teleported there, I'd then just be killed. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's terrible. Cool. Yeah. Just for being me, but and there's nothing I can do about that. I can't not be me. So. In in Iran, where my family is from, if you are if you're homosexual, they will offer you gender reassignment. Yes, that's surgery. so weird. We and we just want to turn all gay people trans because then then it's okay. They're not gay, but but then they also don't like trans people and like, it's not gay if you're trans, at, but it's still bad. That's it, like but, the, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's still bad, and they still don't provide good trans healthcare. There. Like mm-hmm. the, what they're offering is really shit. Yeah, because it's not like. It's like forced on you. But it's also like not even good medical practice what they're doing. It's not like they're using the proper techniques to do those things. They're just like, yeah. (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. Yeah, it's like a Dr. Nick Simpson situation. Yeah, it's Dr. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's bad, but still bad, but not as bad. Hopefully things will, the wheel will turn and things will change. But yeah, I know in India, I think they've recently recognised a third gender in certain places because there's like a, a, a religious precedent and it's only just been recent um recently legally recognized so that's mm. like a thing that some people may find interesting um but shall we move See what the last one yeah start oh i like oh. that i've never seen that one before that's really no. cool 22 no Red is stairs the stairs <laughs> death stairs money Stairs to this fucking building. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of stairs. This actually is a saying you're going to have to walk down those stairs at it some is. point. <laughs> All right, I will read the stars. Yeah. <laughs> well, literally. The patterns of the aspects of an astrological chart is imposed on a star-studded mystery of a night sky. The stars stand for an individual's deepest aspirations and inner goals for the heights of intellectual and artistic achievements together with the external part of our nature. Also represented here is the astrological cycles that we pass through over and over again throughout our lives. Zoned out again. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to read it again? Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I I won't read the bit where it's just describing the card. So it says, The stars stand for an individual's deepest aspirations and inner goals, for the heights of intellectual and artistic achievements together with the external part of our nature. Also represented here is the astrological cycles that we pass through over and over again throughout our lives. Yeah, I'm an artist. Yeah. It means means you're going to succeed. Well, hopefully. You've got the wheel, but the wheel's going to turn into the actual stars. Damn. That's, that's, that's real. You're going to tour with Carbomb and wow. Dillinger 
are gonna it's Dillinger are gonna reunite yeah. Yeah. They're, gonna <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna do it I'm, I'm saying it now in okay. five years time we're gonna look at this and and something's gonna happen Botch reunion. Botch reunion. Botch reunion. Let's go. People slice their main support. Yeah. Now they're going to be supporting people. It'll be Dillinger, Botch reunion, us. Damn right. The star studded tour. I don't want to do that because I want to play our set and then get drunk and watch them. Not have to worry about it. You could headline by opening. Yeah, headline opener. Man, those last Dillinger shows looked absolutely. How was that? Really? How was it? New York. It was really good. Oh, it was man. as good as it looked. Yeah. Everyone was crying at the end of the last one. Oh. It was good. Well, they ended with Dissociation, the song, which is a banger. With like the string quartet on stage. Dude. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. I think I just really liked how they went out on their own terms. Like they yeah. didn't wait for any conflicts to arise or just. Nah, I wish I was there. Yeah. So well, um, I'm going to give you the option if you want of asking a question because we've got some question cards too. We normally don't get to give people the opportunity to do that. So if you have yeah. a question you want to ask, you can do that. Um, and before, maybe we can try and connect the cards. So you've been informed by the puzzle. Um, that's your, your past, the thing that kind of drove you forward, which I personally would interpret as perhaps your identity yeah. and your expression, which I think is so linked with your art because it's so personal and so raw. Um, you've got things that are, that I think traditionally would be roadblocks, which are inverted. A lot of people do have issues with their fathers, um, whereas yours is not, you know, the beast and the father are not in your way here you've got your libido you've been able to have this like wonderful relationship with your boyfriend playing final fantasy and games <laughs> together you know and you're moving forward and yeah, hopefully final fantasy 14. <laughs> <laughs> you know and hopefully you will get to a point where you can be recognized in your relationship in the way that you want to mm. and you've got the wheel turning things repeating you've got cycles with albums and art and writing and performing and meeting so things will keep turning and the wall will keep building until you reach the stars. You've got friendship inverted, but that can also mean that there are more friends that you are yet to meet, more friendships you've yet to experience as the wheel turns. You've got the liar, which is your you on stage, I would say, your persona, the things you're building, the images you're creating and how people view you as opposed to who you are when the mask is, is not on. The scales, perhaps that's people judging your music or people, you know, giving you such incredible reviews then you're not receiving as much resistance as you expected you know the beast and the father out of the way the scales are are tipping in your favor the home you know you've got you've got your future you've got your cup of tea yeah. that you're hopefully soon going to be uh. sipping from we'll make that happen for you <laughs> the beauty cultivation of the garden expression um, you know, thinking of how it's going to be when you're going to be out on stage, on tours, how you present yourself, how people view you, which I think as an artist is like something that you can't not think about. Money, I mean, speaks for itself, really. Um, weird chin-shaped death. <laughs> the the, the skull-shaped uh, hill. <laughs> um, perhaps that's, you know, you letting go of your I'm old sure material. That. That, that does not look like a skull. <laughs> that is not a skull. That is absolutely not a skull. I think that's a Vindaluvian um, death mound. Um, 
I think, you know, perhaps that's letting go of old material, going through new material. I think there's definitely a death that happens as an artist where you just get sick of your old stuff. I'm already sick of this. There you go. There's the death. And the stars is your future, I think, personally. uh, My interpretation, you're going to do really fucking well. And I think that's pretty obvious to anyone who's watching. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) What do you think? How do you feel about that? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Do you have a question? Yeah. What is it? Oh, no. 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 <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> These are the question cards. So you've got like yes, no, maybe. So if you, oh. sometimes you can just do like. I a... thought it was like Trivial Pursuit. So it was like, <laughs> what do you want to see your question card? <laughs> this is actually like a low-key Trivial Pursuit podcast, but we just do the card readings as a front. <laughs> and then we ask you like obscure oh, questions. Yeah, it was going to be like, yeah, a card that has a question on it that you read. <laughs> what is the capital of... <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do have one, feel free. If not, okay. then... So, uh, are people going to hate our next album? Never. It's hey! <laughs> a good sign. Yes. There you go. Uh, you could keep going if you want. But then there's only three options. Then. Exactly. You have to shuffle it again. It's like, you know, it's, well, you can. I think you're supposed to shuffle it again. But personally, I like the chaos of the... Of just of, like, knowing what the answers yeah. It's like Russian roulette. <laughs> I don't know. What else? One of the best things about Trivial Pursuit was is just um, getting that sport wedge out of the way first because I'm so <laughs> fucking so knowing nothing about them. Everyone hates the sport wedge that I know. Yeah. I don't know anyone in sport. Um, uh, How will you do with Final Fantasy? Well, it's gonna be a yes, no, I guess. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. I mean, well, that'd be freaky nice if you've got a really detailed uh, answer. <laughs> <You're> about, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so great. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for yeah. coming and talking so openly about things and letting us be awkward about transitions yeah. um, between sections of the editing. Um, Thank you. I, I can't wait to see your music grow and, mm-hmm. and hear the new stuff and see the badass tours you're going to be announced on. Transition. Have you listened to Pupil Slicer? What did you think? Did you love it? Did you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please go and find Fantano, he did give us a shout out though. He, he, he gave us a short review. I like Fantano sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got some cool stuff. Oh, he does on. Yeah. I mean, he's got terrible taste half the time. <laughs> you never know but what's going to go. He said we sounded like... Uh, I think his his thing, he, he said, uh, if you want Dillinger Escape Plan levels of going fucking hard, nice. this is the album for you. That's a that great thing awesome. to hear from him. Yeah. Uh, I watched some trash and my sugar record once and I just oh, walked no. out. I was like, nah, nah, I can't listen to this. I don't, I don't <laughs> have the attention span to actually watch a video like that all the way through. I'm just like, a music review that's more than two minutes, I'm like... <gasps> I just start to blank out. Just to say if it's good or bad. Yeah. How hard is it to review music? I mean, we, to be fair, I review music, yeah. so I'm full You're of shit. You're talking about our album. <laughs> You're like looking at the lyrics and being like, oh, does this mean this? I thought that was cool. I, I didn't realise that you watched that. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I did watch that. <laughs> I've watched, I watched every, I've read and watched every review we've had. Oh, that's so cool. No, oh. I wouldn't know. I, I guess all of them are nice no one hates it there were there was one podcast that was like an hour and a half long talking about us where 
One of them kind of liked it and one of them didn't. <laughs> that and must have like, been awkward to listen to. It was strange, but, but it, it, they had a lot to talk about and they like they could see. And one of them really liked the last song on the album, and but didn't like the hardcore stuff. And then the other one really liked the hardcore stuff, but then said he didn't like when we did something that wasn't hardcore. Huh. I really liked like the kind of really post black metal riff that closes yeah. the album. I just think that was just such a cool way to end it. Yeah, I love Death Heaven. <laughs> so, I haven't seen them live either. I'm so I've been so I've, desperate were, to see. I've, I've seen them like six times. Ah. I've got like a signed Death Heaven poster up in my room. Have you got a favourite Death Heaven album? Sunbathe. Sunbathe was great. I actually preferred New Bermuda, which caught me a lot of heat. With oh people. yeah, that, 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 it makes sense because it's incorrect. Sunbather is the greatest album of all time. Yeah, it's great. I love Sunbather. I I just like how it caused so much of a stir when it was released as well. We're we're hipster. We're hipster math called their hipster black (laughs) now. Well, hopefully we can have you back on a maybe a Warhammer bonus episode. I've got enough stuff painted. Oh, we've got plenty. I can confirm that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming. Everyone go buy a people slice of shirt, please, so they can do more things and make more stuff and go more places. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Feel free to like and subscribe to us and to Pupil Slicer. And um, yeah, we're out. Thank you. Cool. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>